Welcome to the Faithful Fathering Podcast. This is Rick Wirtz, founder and president of Faithful Fathering, here with Mr. Mike Rosas, who's the chaplain of the Houston Rockets and founder of Uprising Society. Mike, it's good to have you here. Thank you so much, Rick. Honored to be here. As you know, at Faithful Fathering, we're all about encouraging and equipping dads to be faithful fathers as dads that prioritize physical presence or engage emotionally and lead spiritually by example to reflect that triune nature of our Father in the home of our God in the home and uh, so that would be the uh, Jesus in the physical the Holy Spirit in the in the uh, emotional and then uh, finally the uh, Word of God the Father in the uh, spiritual to Mm -hmm. uh, to stand firm in in that triune nature to carry that home Uh, we're talking about uh, resolutions and relationships in this podcast series and uh, the last segment here I'd like to kind of focus in on what I think men struggle with uh, and that is really embracing a healthy relationship with ourselves. Yeah. You know, we're, the scripture says that we're to love our neighbor as ourselves. Well, I don't love myself very much, so maybe <laughs> I don't need to love my neighbor. Right. It's <laughs> a nice cop out. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. It is a cop out, right? So, uh, how do you uh, deal with cop outs like me? <laughs> you know, it's hard because the whole aspect of an, an athlete, I was an athlete in high school, um, I work with professional athletes. It is this whole thing that you're constantly pushing yourself to get better. Mm. Intrinsically inside of that is saying I'm not good enough. (laughs) So it it has to take this intentionality with being content where I'm at today but still pushing for a better tomorrow. And and it takes a lot of intentionality. I I struggled from the age of 6 to the age of 21 with stuttering. I dealt with childhood depression. I got bullied. I got picked on. And so about middle school, the Lord took me to the story of of David where he had just been ransacked, took out his city, the wives, the whole nine. And the Bible says that he encouraged himself. And so without any guru or motivational speaker, I would take God's scriptures. And every day before I went to the jungles of middle school, I would declare God's promises over myself. And I would look myself in the mirror and I would picture the Father speaking to me. And I would declare that I'm favored, that I'm loved, that I'm righteous in his sight. And I I got got a, a correct context from the power of the scriptures. And so, um, you know, for me, I had even against the odds, um, the ability to, to build up the right picture inside of me to be content with who God made me in this moment while still pushing to be more Christ-like on a daily basis. Well, that's, that is very powerful because many of us, myself included, grew up with a dad or, or those around us who were always telling us, you're not good enough as yeah. you are. You know, I know uh, very, at a very young age playing tennis, I had a coach say he'll never play college tennis. But, of course, <laughs> for me, you know, not from a biblical context, just from a, a hard-headed context, I said, the, the heck I'm not. I'm, I'm going to show you. Yes, show sir. You. And, and that's, I think that's what happens to a lot of us is we become overcomers necessarily Uh, maybe we think it's on our own strength God is always beside us Uh, but uh, but overcomers and we tend to to uh, uh, establish a bit of our our self-worth in in the way we've overcome something so we at the end of the day we never really have developed a relationship with ourselves we've just achieved well enough to where we're happy with where we're at (laughs) so that's powerful uh, so how uh, the so the challenge then is 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 how you 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 called on certain scriptures and of course we always tell dads 
uh, you know, if you never were blessed by your father, mm-hmm. you, we have the blessing of the Heavenly Father, yeah. right? Because he, he blessed his son as Jesus came up out of the water and said, this is my son whom I love, with whom I'm well pleased. And, of course, as men, we can claim that if we're aware of that. But yeah. not all men are, are they? Right. They, you know, we, we tend to, get, again, get caught up in where we're at uh, in, our own, in our own journey and uh, forget to go back to the Scriptures. Yeah, and and you know I, I think there's such a there's such a powerful aspect in in seeing that space of God as your actual father. You know everybody knows God the Father, but when you look at God as my Father, I, I think it changes the context because a lot of dads um, they went through a really hard period and maybe they didn't know how to love themselves. So how do you raise somebody to love themselves when you don't know how to love yourself? And I think it's about identifying that my value is not in the fact that I overcame, but just that I, I am loved. I'm made in his image. I'm special because I'm his. But, you know, men don't have these talks in the locker room. <laughs> you know, you're not at your local YMCA and after we played a hard game on the basketball court or football outside that you go inside and you talk about these deep, deep issues. So, so where is that perfect space, Rick? What do you see for that? Well, it's, it's a competitive nature in our city because yeah. we're always competing. And I always say that uh, that's, that's kind of where I was going is that, uh, you know, as we overcome, then we establish this wall or this barrier that is, is our, uh, our, our reference point from that point on in our relationship. So I'm good enough as long as I keep achieving. Yeah. And, and it isn't until uh, we come down to, because I, I really put uh, the, you know, the loving ourselves right up there with the ability to forgive ourselves. Wow. Because, and, and so what that talks to is where is my relationship with Christ? Yeah. And uh, it was at, a, in a, at an adult age that I realized that, I was just doing this mm. this Christian thing. I wasn't in relationship. I hadn't really embraced the grace that Christ offers us through His uh, journey to the cross, through yeah. His walking out of the grave, out of the tomb, and returning to His Father. That in that power, we now have the ability to uh, experience a, a healing, experience a uh, a love that we couldn't comprehend before that. Now, so I, I guess my question is there, as, as you, you seem to embrace that, you had that home, that foundation as a, as a kid. And for me, it was a journey very much through life and into adulthood. But uh, what's your encouragement for men to really, uh, if they aren't where they need to be in relationship with Christ, how, how does that bring into focus uh, our ability to love ourselves, forgive ourselves, and see ourselves as uh, children of God? Well, you know, I think it's a direct line when you see uh, rich, successful, famous people commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Because in the eyes of man, they have everything you think it would take to make you happy, and yet they're still saying it's not enough. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not until you come to the end of yourself that you see that the answer is not in yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you come to Christ, and then he shows you the value that he puts on yourself and then you see the value because he highlights it for you. Mm-hmm. And I think as, as men, we have to have these conversations, uh, you know, if not starting out with other men, is asking God, God, what do you see in me? Mm-hmm. And, you know, God, like a good father, he will love you and he'll wrap his arms around you and he'll communicate this love and unique things. 
that that will open your eyes to things you never saw. Why? Because you're constantly beating things down that you never remember how God is trying to lift you up to be seated in heavenly places with his son because he values you and he loves you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, maybe it was my uh, upbringing in the denomination that I grew up in is that uh, we were doing uh, religion, mm-hmm. you know, we were practicing some uh, what I would say it would be re- religiosity, mm-hmm. there were rules that we would check off, and then yeah. we did this, and and it was always in our own strength, right, that we were accomplishing these things, but it it really wasn't until uh, the passage in Romans, uh, Romans eight fifteen, that mm-hmm. says you know that uh, we weren't given over to a spirit that makes us slaves again to fear, but no. we were given the spirit of sonship, mm-hmm. and that woke me up, that hit me square between the eyes, that wait a minute. You know, I, I'm not real proud of the son I am, you know. <laughs> but he says, no. He says, you are a child of God. You're not only an heir of God, you're a co-heir with Jesus the Christ. You are a, a child of God. And and I remember reading that for the first time, and, and I realized the kind of relationship that Jesus was calling us to. Was there a juncture like that in your life where you really just realized what that relationship with Jesus really did open the door to? You know, I, I got saved at the age of six, at a young age. And so I would go every day to school and not be able to communicate. Some people thought I was in uh, special classes because they thought I was literally had a mental impairment. Um, and so I was, I was very quiet because I didn't want to stutter and make, and make fun of my own self. And so I didn't have a lot of friends. And so I literally made God my best friend. I would talk to God about everything from basketball to girls and tests. <laughs> and so in that space, he really became a best friend. Hmm. And so when he said something about how much he loved me, I took his word at face value mm. because we had already built a relationship. And it's if you don't have a relationship with God and you hear God loves you, it's not going to carry the same weight. Mm. If you hear that God values you, he calls you his own. Um, Paul says, you're a child of God. This is who you are. He has to reiterate it to make sure you get it. And so that's why it's so important to have that personal relationship so you rightly value God so that you can then rightly value yourself. Mm. So so it's your personal, passionate, and growing relationship with Jesus the Christ that kind of set the tone for uh, the kind of relationships that you were uh, that you had with yourself, and that you began to build after that point, and later later in life. Very much so, because whoever you identify as God, be it the real God or an idol, that is how the relationships in your life will work, and that is how you will value yourself. Uh-huh. And so, if you base yourself off a false idol, then you're going to base yourself off a false valuation system. But if you base your, yourself off the one true God, then you will base yourself off of truth. Uh-huh. So that's the same thing that uh, pornography does to men. It catches you up in a a, uh, fantasy relationship instead of a real relationship so that when you're in a real relationship, it can't hold a candle to what this this fantasy was. So you've got to dispel the the fantasy and and rebuke that and uh, stay grounded in your relationship with Christ and how he wants you to live that out in other relationships is that yeah because what makes men fall is not truth but lies Mm -hmm. and they accept lies right that's what romans 1 talks about they accepted lie and and they worshiped the the creation rather than the creator right and so we so as we learn to uh mature in our relationship with christ what are what are some tips you would have for dads to to that may have accepted christ but they aren't really in a in a 
passionate and growing relationship? How, how would you encourage dads to pursue that? You know, I would challenge these dads to get into the scriptures and to find out what life are you living? Why? Because the Bible identifies what the righteous life looks like. And if you're not living in that, then I would say agree with what God agrees with and disagree with what God disagrees with. It's Mm -hmm. not rocket science. You don't have to know all the answers. You just have to agree with him, and this will lead you to a long, prosperous, healthy, everlasting life. So we don't have to know all the answers to the questions, dot all the I's, and cross all the T's. We just have to know him. Mm -hmm. And so when you figure out that if you figure out this one book, then all the other books will make sense. Mm -hmm. And to know him, we have to read his book. Yes. So that uh, in his book, in, you know, John, uh, the Gospel of John, it says, uh, you know, in the beginning was the Word. The yeah. Word was with God. The Word was God. Then verse 14 says, the Word became flesh. Yeah. So it is the Word that is Jesus. So if we're going to know Jesus, we got to know the Word. And, and, and you know what's interesting is I was ministering to a, a Sikh couple in New York, and I was evangelizing them. And they were they were. Would you, would you explain what Sikh is? For a, those a, a Sikh is a. It's usually out of a Hindu culture, mm-hmm. and so they literally believe in every god. Mm-hmm. They believe in everything. As we know, Satan is not a creator. He can only take God's creation and and turn it around and uh, you know distort it and make it perverse. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'm always interested as you see other religions how they take aspects of Christianity. And they they distort it, and then they make it their own. So the Sikhs have their equivalent of a Bible. And they believe that God is literally in that Bible. On cold days, they'll, they'll bring a blanket and put it over the Bible. They'll, they'll bring breakfast to the Bible. During special holidays, they'll bring fruits. During Christmas, they'll bring gifts. And so what God has told us that he is the word, Satan takes that and distorts it. Mm-hmm. And so you see how God's word is always true. And so we have to value the word because if we don't value the word. Let me tell you, you don't value him. Mm-hmm. If you don't respect my word, you don't respect me. Mm-hmm. And it's until we make that connection. It's not, oh, I, I have a relationship with God. Okay, so what was the last thing he told you? Oh, well, you know, I, 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 haven't, I haven't read my Bible in two years. Well, if you hadn't talked to your wife in two years, you think y'all would be as strong? No, obviously not. I tell them, how do you know God's not cheating on you, right? <laughs> you, don't, you, you don't know his voice. You don't know who he is. You don't know what he's saying. You can't tell me you have a relationship with God without reading the Bible. It's impossible. Well, let's challenge Dad specifically how they're going to read the Bible. Then I was I was challenge him to read start with the the Book of Romans. Mm. You know that first chapter hits the real world situation real quickly <laughs> yes. because in the, I think it's eight twenty seven or one twenty seven that uh, starts to tell us that he's going to give us over our to our depraved minds yeah. if we want to continue down this track. So uh, I would encourage you, dads, to to read uh, a chapter or two of Romans to start with. Mm-hmm. Uh, start with Romans one and go all the way through Romans, and then go through all the letters. You know, and yeah. and again, it's not a speed read. My encouragement is to uh, you know say a short prayer so that the Lord clears out any distractions, so that you hear what the Lord has to yes. say when you're reading. Uh, Go ahead and read a chapter or two. It's, again, it's not a speed read. Whatever you can do, break out 30, 40 minutes in any part of your day. For me, I was always a morning person, mm. so I would start early. <clears throat> and then uh, as you're reading, go ahead and underline. Uh, if a verse jumps out at you, underline that song again right there in your in your yeah. Bible. And uh, maybe even write it down if it, uh, at the, on a, in a separate journal. If the Lord has something else to say about that, then 
journal that as well. Mm -hmm. And then close your time in prayer. But then you at least every day have a piece of God's word internalized and you can move forward. Uh, but for me, uh, Mike, I think I've shared before, uh, two or three years. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the Bible in 90 days. It was a Bible <laughs> in two or three years for me. And uh, but that was a, a, a practice and a discipline that I started. And like you say, then that relationship started to build. Yeah. I started to realize that I am, you know, as in Romans 8, to realize I am a child of God. I'm an heir of God. And then you start to realize how much the Lord loves you. And that's when you start to, to understand fully that you are to have a healthy relationship with yourself because Jesus Christ has yeah. gone to the cross for you and for me. So if, if, you, if, if he didn't love you, if he loved you that much, why can't we love ourselves, right? Why, right. <laughs> no, and it's so valuable because you can't love a person unless you know a person. And I think many times we even lie to ourselves uh, because we try to hide the failures. We try to hide these things. They, they did a study in Japan, and knowing your purpose help fights off, helps fight off dementia by 30%. Mm. And so you think about something so different, right? Because we would think exercise or Sudoku and crossword puzzles. But they did this study, and they said if a person knows what they were created for, it will fight off dementia. And so there's something about when you don't know yourself, you can't truly love yourself. So you have to come to that place of truth and honesty, face the bad things, forgive yourself, and then move forward. And it's in that place where you'll come to terms with this fact that God created you in his own image and you begin to love what God loves so dearly. Amen. Well, man, uh, that's dads. That's what you you've heard it from Mike, and you've heard it through our discussions here in the podcast. The idea of resolutions and relationships, and, and specifically understanding the relationship our Lord calls us to with mm-hmm. Him, and then how that relationship is lived out in marriage. But it also includes a relationship with ourselves that we would learn to love ourselves, yes. so that we can love our neighbors. And uh, that's uh, that's the that's the reflection of the light that Jesus offers us. In our lives. So, Mike, thanks again for the time committed to be here with us. And, uh, man, take to heart the suggestions and tips that Mike has shared with us and uh, continue to focus on healthy relationships, starting with your relationship with the Lord, living that relationship in marriage, reflecting it in family and beyond. That's the day you're called to be, and that's the day the next generation needs. God bless. God speak.